This is Paul Robinson. You're listening to Starseed, an intrepid adventure with Mark Glenn Moore. Mark is going to be talking about telepathy, telekinesis, and his first and only trip aboard a U.S. government alien spaceship. Today is Thursday, July 1st, 2021. So I'm going to talk about telepathy. As a child, I became extremely interested in telepathy, borderline on obsessed uh, with telepathy. So I was curious if I could take my thought and project it into somebody else's um, brain. If I could project a thought and would it be heard? And could other humans uh, telepathically communicate back with me? And I had a practical reason for this. I thought, well, my fourth and fifth grade teacher, Ms. Miller, hey, this is Mark, and I really would like an A in this semester. So what do you think? You know, I, I've been working hard, and so why don't you give me an A? So I would project that thought. So I started doing experiments to see if actually I could project thoughts into other people. So I'm blocked from my house. We have Raynor Park. I went to Raynor School, and the park was adjacent to it, and it was a very large park with a skate, outdoor skating area, and it had a, a ball, a little league ballpark, and a rec room, you know, all this, all the good stuff. And so I spent a lot of time in the park, and one side of the park were these very tall pine trees. So there was about, about 20 very old, large pine trees along uh, one, one block. As the, the park was a whole block. So it was along one side of the park. And there were lots of people that would uh, take walks adjacent the lawn where there were dogs and they played soccer and threw baseballs and all that sort of stuff. So I, I would climb way up into one of the pine trees and I would hide myself in the pine tree. And if somebody would come by, I would project a thought out, hey, I'm looking at you, can you see me? And almost 100% of the time, the person I'm projecting the thought at would stop and look right at me. And they couldn't see me because I'm hiding, but they looked right at me. And they looked confused. And sometimes they would look again. And it was almost 100%. I mean, at least nine times out of 10, as somebody came by and I projected, hey, I'm looking at you, can you see me? They would hear the thought. So this, this was very interesting. So I, I realized that humans are telepathic. So we do have the ability to be telepathic. It's, it's in our DNA. You know times I began to notice that when I would walk into a room that um, objects would move. And it, it happened more and more frequently each year, each year I got older, I'd walk in and, and things would just bounce off shelves or uh, they just move. So I, I became very interested in, you know, what, what can the mind accomplish? What, what does the mind, what is the mind capable of? So and I realized that I had telekinetic energy because I would, <laughs> too many times I would turn on the light switch and blow the light bulb out. So there's, you know, from, from what all these experiences I'm having and traveling around, being an earthbound guy and, and a space traveler, I'm picking up some energies and, and they're in my body. And so I just 
thought that I, sh I should know more, I should learn more about, you know, what can the mind do, what's it capable of. So I spent a lot of time practicing moving objects and realized that, that I could do that. And, and I realized how to do it and, you know, and, and what the concentration took and the focus. And, and, and I did that till I got bored. And, I mean, that was fun. I didn't see any really practical purpose to it. it I didn't see that that, I mean, unless it was, um, you know, a trick to play at a, at a party. But I, I, I never really was interested in, in showing that off. But I became interested in what else is the mind capable of doing. And I, I started working with weather. So I thought, well, what if I ask the wind to come up? Can I make, can I make the wind blow? Do I have the ability to do that? And apparently we do. I could sit and meditate, and I could call wind, and and it would come on cue. It, it wouldn't happen immediately. It, sometimes it, you know, it it, it took a, a little while, but it did happen. And I thought it was similar to to perhaps the way the the Hopi rain dancers work, where they project collectively their will. And they're asking for the rain clouds to come and, and water their crops. And so the, and if you get a group of people doing that and they believe they have the ability to manipulate weather, well, they do. So our human brains, I learned early on, have the ability to manipulate weather. And again, when you're a child, you have a lot of spare time. So you can, you can lie around in a field and think about things. And, of course, I, I played with clouds. And, you know, can you make clouds come and make them go? And, yeah, yeah, you can. You, you know, and it's, it's entertaining if you have an afternoon free. And then I thought, well, I was one day, and um, I grew up in the Silicon Valley. I grew up in Sunnyvale, California. And what was orchards in my early childhood became parking lots and, and shopping malls in Silicon Valley, you know, with all the um, the chip manufacturing facilities and the high tech and, you know, really transformed a lot. But I, have a I had access to the foothills and I'd go up and I'd go hike and I could look over the entire Silicon Valley. And it got really smoggy when I was a kid. It got really, really smoggy. There was so many people you know, it moved in and so many orchards were, were taken out and, and all that. So there was one day and it was a really, really, really smoggy day. And I thought, well, if I can manipulate wind and I can, I can bring clouds and I, I can make clouds disappear, can I, make, can I make the smog disappear? And so I spent a two-hour meditation only focusing on dissolving the smog. And I just have to say, unfortunately, I was the only one there on the hill <laughs> that day when uh, after about two hours, the smog cleared and it, there was not a wind. It, it wasn't a windy day and it wasn't like a storm came in and blew the smog away. I dissolved it. And, and, and then in, in saying this and recording this, it sounds kind of crazy, which it is, but well, it happened. So taking it from there, manifestation and, the, and the, the power of the mind to manifest and, and create and manipulate is so untapped. I mean, those are just fun things to experiment with, but the imagination and the power of the mind, and, and that's why we, we have so many different creative people throughout history and our known history that, that have done that. They've thought of the impossible and focus on it and, and make it happen. And so 
I think that's one of the things that that the trips in, into within the ships in the space and and the and the places I visited is is I could see that the power of our mind and and what we can create and the importance of the vib- higher vibrational thought waves can do a lot. The only time that I have any memory of that I was taken on a ship against my will, which I guess you would call an abduction, very, very strange story and and ramifications because it it ended up involving so many different people but i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best to to recall this one uh and explain it and it was a a, just a a normal day having lunch in sausalito at a restaurant called the trident and i was walking back it was about two o'clock in the afternoon and that's the last thing i remember until i'm in a a medical room and I don't know where this medical room is when, when I have consciousness. I don't even know what time of day it is. So it turns out I was in um, Marin County General Hospital in a, in a medical room adjacent to the, the emergency. So apparently I was brought into emergency. So I'm just going to explain the, the facts as, the, as are recorded. And a lot of people I've spoken with that were associated with this event have different recollections. So uh, apparently I was found bleeding at one of the local restaurants on the floor. Paramedics were called, and that's how I got to Marin General Hospital, apparently really late at night. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning when I had consciousness or memory. So a lot of, there was a whole lot of missing time, a lot of, a lot of hours missing and when I went back to interview all the folks at the restaurant, uh, nobody had the same recollection. Nobody saw me go in. Nobody saw me go in and check in. And lots of different uh, versions of, you know, who called what, where, how it all happened. It was, it was very, very odd. But I ended up in Marin General Hospital. There was nobody in the room. And so I get up, and, and there's a light, and I'm on a bed, and I opened the door. And there's, there's two gentlemen in seats on opposite side of the door. And they say, oh, you have to go back in. And, and the door closed. And I, I still, I, you know, I just, I, I don't know where I am yet. And then a doctor comes in. He explains I was brought in. I have a head injury. They said, you, you wouldn't let us treat you. You were claiming you were abducted. We, <laughs> and I said, well, who are the two people that were outside the door? He goes, what two people? <laughs> I said, the two people that in the suits, you know, those two people that, that told me to stay back, who, who, who were they? And he goes, I'm sorry, there, there were no people outside the door. We just left you in here. <laughs> so, all right. So then I, I, and this was a truly suppressed memory. To recall what actually happened in those missing hours took took weeks. This is truly suppressed memory. So I'm trying to figure out what happened. So I interview the 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 uh, the, um, the doctor at the emergency. Uh, when I when I got home, I had stitches over my left eyebrow, 
and they were very they stuck out black heavy suture stitches and and I asked the I, first of all I asked the surgeon I, I'm not sorry the emergency doctor did did you did you stitch my my eyebrow and he goes no you wouldn't let us touch you 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 wouldn't let us touch you and you were just uh, you were saying you were abducted and I go you didn't put stitches in and I goes no I didn't I said okay all right so I called my doctor my physician Dr. Karen Bale let's just go ahead and document it all this stuff is is, is on paper so it's all I'm I'm telling the facts now uh that that yeah. Okay. And I say, so something happened. Uh, I don't know why I was injured. I don't, I have stitches. I don't know how they got there. Can I come see you? So this whole event happened uh, Friday night into a Saturday morning. And so I called, uh, I made the appointment on a Saturday and I got in Monday morning to my uh, personal physician and she looked at me and she says, oh my goodness, Mark. All right, well, let's schedule this removal of your stitches on Friday. We'll, we'll let your wound heal, you know. And I said, great. So in between Monday and Friday, there were really a lot of, a lot of odd experiences. I, I, would, I would be sitting on my bed, uh, and the next thing I know, I'm on the couch. And so it kind of went on like that. Friday morning comes, and I, I'm in the shower, and the stitches are gone. And, 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 and they were so, you know, I, I, actually, I, I took a scissors and I cut one because it was about a half an inch sticking out and was black. And, uh, and I didn't save it, or if I did, it disappeared. But I get in on Friday, have my stitches removed, and, the, and my doctor, Karen Bale, just says, Mark, there's no stitches here. And I, I said, but there were when I saw you on Monday. And she said, yeah. But the odd thing is, Mark, we use blue stitches. We don't use black stitches anymore. So when I got her report, it says, patient thinks he had stitches. <laughs> so, so apparently to cover herself, she said that uh, I apparently thought I had stitches. And, and, then, and then all of a sudden they were, they were gone. All right. So what happened when the memory started coming back is I was brought up against my will uh, on a ship, and there were there were th three different bean species. There were very small people, which they're calling the greys, uh, that were actually operating the ship, and there were other from somewhere else, taller, um, not humans. I can't identify what alien species they might have been, and there were two humans dressed in, in military gear with a military uniform. So I was uh, apparently brought up there against my will and interrogated, and apparently the people that were interrogating me thought I knew something, and, and they wanted me to tell them what they thought I knew. And and I kept saying, I, I don't know what you're asking, I don't know what you think I know, and they had this liquid that they wanted me to drink, uh, which I refused, and one of the military humans uh, hit me and broke open my, my eyebrow, split my eyebrow, and I have photos of it, and obviously it's documented in the emergency room, so. 
So I drank the uh, the liquid, which was what was like a, a truth serum. It was some sort of liquid to, you know, like a truth serum to make you talk. And I kept insisting, I don't know what you're asking me, what knowledge I have that you want. I don't know what it is. And you're holding me against my will and I free will and you have no right to keep me here. And, and just insisted that they have no right and I shouldn't be here. And, you know, I've never... It, to my knowledge, I've never been taken on a ship against my will. It's the only time, and and just you know, rebuilding and trying trying to remember that was very difficult. It was it was it was it was blocked. But my belief is that I was rescued by the light people from this experience, and I still don't know who put the stitches in. Or who took them out? Certainly wasn't um, the emergency. They didn't. The emergency room didn't put them in, and my doctor uh, didn't remove them. So a very odd experience. But it told me. It showed me, that we have been. Our governments around the world have been interacting, with various alien species. Um, uh, different entities that, that have the ability to fly in crafts and, and have uh, mind-suppressing technologies and, and more, you know, that we've all heard about. But those two humans, we're in U.S. military, and not, and not like you would... And that, that, that's what really caught my attention in, in, in recalling this, what, what my mind was uh, photographing was that it it wasn't like uh, an army it was a it was a different us it was like a us space uniform so i i think that we're going to find out but we've been interacting uh, multiple governments around the world have been interacting with with these beings of different origin for quite a while and I can say these folks, they were not friendly. They, they were not of a high vibrational uh, space, and, and they had no good uh, intention for me. Thanks for listening. For more of Starseed, an intrepid adventure with Mark Glenmore, go to markglenmore.com. This has been a Paul Robinson production. See you soon.